Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Hey everyone, welcome to the season finale of our sixth season, the sixth season of the Yellow Pill. Um, but yeah. Tada, I'm here as well. <laughs> Yes, um, I guess we'll switch things up. Uh, Merry Christmas, or I guess. Oh, yes, Merry Christmas for you to everyone. Merry Christmas, you're listening. Yeah, Merry Christmas. So, welcome to the final episode, the last one for this season. Um, and this episode, we talked about paradigm shifts. And really, that really just means, you know, your views about certain things in life and how they've changed. A lot of us, the environments that we grew up in and just life growing up, we formed certain thoughts and views about certain things in our lives either it's love relationships money and all of these things but maybe there's some point in your life where you noticed a visible change or a very apparent change of how you viewed certain issues and so that's what we try to do on this episode just Wally and I reflecting on all of these things Um, so we hope you enjoy it let's not talk too much because we also did a quite of an intro at the start of the episode itself stick around till the end um i don't know this episode will end up looking like i don't know maybe an hour 40 minutes but stay till the end um there's a quick surprise or interesting surprise for you at the end and <laughs> i always say the surprise thing and people i hope you're not disappointed for those that sent me a dm the last time i hope you enjoyed your surprise but anyways there's another one at the end of this episode so um see you guys at the end enjoy the episode bye cheers guys welcome to the sixth season or the season finale of of season six (laughs) of the season finale of of this season it's been i don't know i keep saying i don't i don't think this season has sort of like gone by as quickly as i guess long it's been long yeah it's actually been a longer season because i don't know for some reason it has been long i I don't know why that is this time around but um, (laughs) i mean in a a good way yeah no but it's been fun it's been fun right like um we started off with the what unwanted men one which is always was always going to be an interesting yep. conversation then we moved to number two was atheism losing religion yeah losing religion with yeah, with sydney. sydney then number three was tyranny uh the tyranny around us the episode that most people yeah. apparently <laughs> didn't I would say listen to, but it was definitely one of the. It stood out this season, to be honest, because it was just it wasn't about us. Personally. But funny enough, that's like one of my favorite episodes. I don't. I don't think I've listened back to it more than but, once. Uh, I'll probably go back to it at some point, depending on you know the face. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. One thing I. Is, yeah, is, it's a, it's hard it's to an, digest. Yeah, and that's when you went on your God knows twenty five minute solo monologue. I think that was one of the episodes where you did, did I? Yeah, when you were summarizing the, the Netflix series, you spent oh, yeah, yeah, a considerable yeah. amount of time doing that. Um, but one thing I like to do sometimes is go back to episodes, um, particularly in... Because in, our content seems to be evergreen to an extent. Like we, because we don't do social commentary, um, there, are things, there are times when or seasons and periods in the algorithm or in the, <laughs> in the world where things that we've talked about resurface, either in the public conversation. So those are the periods where I like to listen back to conversations that we've had. So for example, if there's a conversation going around about religion and faith and church, I'll go back to an episode that we talked about that just to see, do I still share the same perspectives that I had on that episode? And stuff like that. Or if we're talking about right, you right. Know, dating and things like that, I'll always like to go back. So that's been one way to just, you know, because like I said, this for us, 
is kind of like journaling for me. I can't wait for like five, God willing, 10 years down the line and just listening back to, I guess, what my little mind had been processing all these periods. But um, which kind of leads us to, to, to a bit about what this episode is about. I like how I segued like that. But now that I talked about it, it makes it less cool. Wait, wait, we didn't finish the recap. <laughs> the recap. Okay, fine. Just killed my, my interesting segue. But anyways, okay. So we did. No, f- it was a very good segue. I'm sorry. Yeah, a very fantastic segue. I know. Sorry to kill it. <laughs> But I just felt like <laughs> we should complete we it. Yeah, recap and just yeah, finish it. Complete it. Yeah, just just for the OCD, <laughs> OCD fake audience. OCD, please, not clinical. Um, um, <laughs> so then we did number four, which was what yeah. was that again? Fertility game. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, with oh, yeah, that's under favorite of mine. Yeah, that that was that was that was a very very interesting <laughs> interesting episode where Willie said I had too much fun, but yeah, that that was a that was a good one. And then, and then we did surviving violent crimes with um Tola. Uh, Tola, yes, I, I keep mixing Tola, her name up. Yeah. But yeah, um, and that that was the whole wild episode and finding out about your dad and he's gone. Like, bro, like I, that was the first time I was hearing that story, like <laughs> in proper detail. And I'm like, oh, when serious? you when, when you started the story, I was like, okay, yeah, these are Robin shooting going on, and it's like my dad was shooting a crowbar the window, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait well, I thought <laughs> you knew this. No, I didn't. I don't think I did. Not, not, uh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyways, then we went to my favorite episode, I think, for the season was Opposite Sex Friendships. Um, that, that was a vibe. That was an interesting, yeah, interesting it was a vibe. vibe. Just, it was a vibe. Just diving into that part. Then Love Mud Under Skin with our amazing couple, Debbie and John. Um, that was also I'm, an I'm very proud of that title. Love Under Skin, Abby. Oh, that was you, Abby. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that was you. That was you. That was you. Um. Then the Welcome to the Men's Club episode. Um, which yeah. So this episode, I I wasn't sh- I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where I was so going it's, on. It's, it's it's one of those ones where like you you're talking you're you're you know what you don't want to say you have message you want to pass across you, mm. you have a talk you want to have mm. but then you're not sure whether people will be on your wavelength people listening yeah but apparently some people were some of the messages that I got mm, yeah I know that was one episode where. It was even that week where we we had to replace one episode that we were thinking of with this one. So it was almost a yeah, um, yeah. Um, and yeah, we it was to be fair. Like I, I knew it was going to be one of those conversations where obviously we'll just talk and and we'll see how how it goes. But it's funny how you know again just being open about certain things and just trying to dig into certain things, people can find that interesting as well. Um, so yeah, that was I guess a surprising episode for this season. And then and number then, nine, yep, the, the science, science of, of blowing up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice title, was, bro. That was you. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I think someone commented of how, like, you know, our titles are always so so interesting. And to be fair, like, I appreciate yeah, I saw the comment. that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the comment because, um, particularly when you're trying to be deliberate about something, it's good to have people acknowledge it. Because sometimes you think maybe you're just wasting your time and you can call it anything you want. But, uh, guys, this title is going to hard yeah. about them. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you guys when I'm just like in the shower or taking a shit. I'm just taking a title, like, <laughs> what are we going to call this episode? Tomorrow. Yeah, because obviously the easy thing yeah. is just to use puns for everything, and and I tend to want to do that a lot. And Wally hates it, so not hates it, but like Wally cautions <laughs> cautions our pun usage on 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 whatever these things. But anyways, um, and now yeah, we're- I think I think I, I think I also like the idea of words not being. Re- words not not repeating themselves across titles of phrases mm. so that they remain as distinct as they can even though they're just words and not numbers 
it's a hard yeah. it's a hard game to play with with words to yeah. make them unique but i think that's what we try and go for but yeah what are you gonna say before i cut you off you know i was gonna say like and that leads us to like what we're about to, our episode 10 right but i'm just waiting on this thing about titles like obviously six seasons 60 official episodes but more more off seasons make it more episodes but i'm just saying like it'll be, it'll be quite interesting I guess how long we're able to keep up. I guess. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've wanted to ask you this. Yeah. So for the episode hundred, is it going to be? Which one I'm going to count? Yeah. The number of the episodes. We've I don't know. I've, I've been, of season. I've been thinking about this. Every, every time I see, every time I log into the dashboard and I see the total number of episodes, I'm like, okay, do we count like how many things we've dropped? Because it's also counting the bonus I mean, episodes. We can celebrate twice. Yeah, exactly. Like official, like first hundred, and then like official ten, like. 10 episode 10 thing but yeah we're we're quite close actually so i guess to the first hundred um and they'll do second hundred at some point but anyways um let's dive into today before we dive in um you know follow us on social media instagram everywhere we're on 700 and something followers um i had i had this wild thought while i was taking a shower like oh what if we do not a competition or a challenge to get up to a thousand before the new year but i was like i don't like that pressure in my life so um but anyway so we <laughs> If you guys are looking for a Christmas present to give to Wally and Toby, get us to a thousand followers. That'll be fun. Um, oh yes, but anyway, that'll be nice, guys. Yeah, that'll be nice. Like, yeah, and then uh, we're on Twitter as well. And the the idea for the Twitter accounts is beyond just obviously resharing things that we post on on there. I think it's a place where we can be more. I guess when it comes to text content and some thoughts that are half shaped and not completely formed, that's probably where they would go. Um, and also just you know trying to jump on threads and things like that. So. Anyways, so, okay, um, so today we're talking about um, the, the common phrases, obviously paradigm shifts, right? Um, and the idea or the general theme before I read something that I found, that I'm just going to read out to set the tone a bit, um, is just about, so paradigm shifts are more like a scientific concept, right? So it's knowing or those periods in time where, so for example, the earth, every, at some point, the narrative was the earth was flat right and science and everything was built around that idea of the earth being flat and then obviously people discovered and whatnot that the earth was actually spherical and that also that was kind of like a paradigm shift for science but also you know i think now some pure some forms of like pure physics and now moving to astrophysics astrophysics is another paradigm of you know the regular physics that we all know but besides being just a scientific concept the law of sociology has also borrowed the idea of paradigm shifts so you know your belief systems and sort of like your your life views or life perspectives about general issues like how have they changed over time or how have you sort of like moved from one way of thinking into another way of thinking that is very much different um, and then informs how you currently live life so that's sort of like what i guess Wally and i are going to try and dive into today just personal like personal stories for us or personal cases for us where we've identified like distinct ways we've started to think differently about certain things um, and it's going to be more of a, like a reflective session. But I was going to just read something that I saw somewhere that I guess, you know, like it put me in the mind space. So, um, yeah, go on, bro. yeah. So it says our environment shapes our fundamental beliefs and these beliefs are branded deeply into our culture, our families, friends, self-confirming news feeds and other echo chambers, <laughs> that word, reinforce the prevailing thinking until we believe it to be true. Uh, beliefs become paradigms, which are philosophical and theoretical frameworks for life a foundation on how you live your life, if you will. Uh, but who has said that that framework X works well for you too? 
So saying like, you know, there's a framework that someone else believes in doesn't necessarily work for you as well. Um, if something works for the majority, that doesn't necessarily mean it works for you. Scientifically, a paradigm represents a philosophical and theoretical framework of a discipline. For example, the idea that the earth is flat used to be a framework that all other approaches and rules followed. Proving this belief wrong opened up a whole range of new possibilities and advancements in various scientific disciplines. In a personal sense, a paradigm shift defines a fundamental change in how you see the world. Changing a personal paradigm opens up a range of new lifeliness or lifelines for your personal and professional growth, presenting you with more opportunities than before. Um, so the key thing there is a paradigm shift defines a fundamental change in how you see the world. So um, wrote that? it was an article that I forgot to find out who did. Um, let me do that very quickly before someone else wrote this, guys. This is not um, so I think it was just a, it was a medium article that I saw. So let me just uh, pop it up. But yeah, um, while I do that, you go ahead and talk to our people. No, it's an interesting um i wish i didn't i wish i looked that up mm. um in that phrase a paradigm shift i don't know why i didn't know i was just looking up looking it up from the core beliefs aspect mm. you mm. get yeah but when we when we say we're going to talk about this i think i, I think i said it's it's going to be difficult to outline aspects of our lives that we've uh we've had 180 degree shifts in some way because it required reflection mm. that often cannot happen by you sitting down to think, but can only happen mm. by serendipity and just everyday life. So yeah. that's why I was that's why I was like thinking. But surprisingly, I came up with like two or three, two, three, four mm. um points of view that I think that will, will can call my own paradigm shifts. I may have more that I might think of immediately after this call hangs up. <laughs> but for now, um, that's all I have so far. Yeah. But interestingly, I was reading my journal. Mm -hmm. that, so I had a journal in 2018. And when I began my PhD in April, and I bought one. So I think, I think so at that period when I came back from my PhD, so obviously I made a lot of friends in England and stuff during my master's. Mm. But after my master's finished, everybody went to like different places and around. So, so when, I, when, I, when I began my PhD in April 2018, I, it then became like, I was in a familiar environment, but I didn't have any friends. Mm. I didn't know anybody. I just didn't know anybody again. So like I started like, start over <laughs> from like a, you know, make, making friends then. Mm. And at that point, the difference my masters, masters obviously had classes, I had events that were organized. So you had places that were default places to make friends. Mm. But with the PhD, you only had the office. And the office only had about, what, 20 people inside, a big open office. And everybody's just doing their thing. No, no everybody's probably your age, probably mm. has interest in making friends, and everybody is in your level of PhD. Some people are like itching to get, get the hell out. <laughs> Some people are starting like yourself. So it was just like a very weird um, time for me. Um, that beginning. And that's when I said, I, so I don't know when it was episode nine or eight, I spoke about going on an online dating to meet people mm. that I met the, yes, the British girl. Yes, the British girl, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it so, yeah. yeah, so was that same period that spurred me to try um 
online dating mm. at the time. Mm. And mm. yeah, I mean, you can call it a success because I met um, people on there. Mm. Um, but obviously, I, I eventually made friends, good friends as a PhD, but it just took some time as yeah. good friendships normally tend to. Anyway, why I'm going on this monologue that I've decided to go on <laughs> is because I, I started by saying I, <laughs> I was reading my. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about doing a. I'm sorry to digress, but I'm thinking about doing a. Okay, no, I, I'm not gonna give that spoiler. Yeah, here. yeah. You guys said that in the off season, <laughs> but anyway. Um. So yes, yeah, so what I brought this up in the first place was I was reading my journal that I had in 2018, mm. just like before we started this phone call. Because after I looked at my points I want to talk about today, I said, okay, just let me look at journal and see mm. what was there. Mm. And I read like five pages. This is like five days in a row. Yeah. I just thought interesting <laughs> like i i felt bad for my past self but i also mm. felt proud in a way that like like we often think that our past selves are just like dumb and stupid mm. Mm. but your past self can surprise you in terms of I mean, they can be dumb and stupid, possibly, but it's surprising in terms of how much you're able to articulate your feelings, mm. your thoughts mm. at mm. that point. And you can see that your, your desire to be efficient or to be better did not just start today that you're aware of it. Mm. It started a long time ago, but you just were not thinking about it in the same way you're thinking about it now. No. Mm. And yeah, and when I, when I read it anyway, I just, I just read it just before you called me. I was like, okay, this is actually interesting. I'm, I'm, I think, I think what I'll do is I'm gonna read some of these pages out. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, just add to the spice of the episode, but yeah, just I'll start with that. Yeah. Um, so on the idea of paradigm shift or core beliefs that have changed mm. in that sense, I think, thankfully, I have always been an open person, I, and I know this because I think one way I've measured my openness has been through my music taste. Hmm. Okay. Right, and my interests in in activities. So I've never really been confined to certain things, certain certain aspects of my culture or my family's belief or anything. I've always been like very exploratory. So in a way, I'd never had beliefs that have like big beliefs that like shifted overnight. So there was never a point where, you know, I thought, oh like you know, I'm not as good as people. Uh, people don't like me. When mm. when when those things happened, there were beliefs that came in as a result of temporary challenges. Mm. Mm. You know, I'm stuck, I'm unlovable, that kind of mm. thing. Temporary challenges that I eventually got over. Mm. But I think first thing I, I noted down is, and I probably will I'll go first and you go second, but first thing I noted down was was the idea of arguing or debating to win and debating to learn. Mm. And I think that's one thing that I've changed over the years. And you can say it's PhD, you can say it's maturity, you can call it whatever, I'm not mm. sure. But I think, maybe maybe everyone goes through this, I don't <laughs> know, you got, you got to let us know. But I think when I was younger, not that young, but I would say early 20s, right? You know, I would get into a lot of arguments, not, not hostile arguments, not, not derogatory or not, no, not like physical, but like just arguments about anything so it could be politics it could be sports it could be whatever it is mm. and i was always so emotional about arguments back then because i always wanted to win like when if, if i don't get the last say i'll be so upset mm. 
like it's to it's to get to my emotions, like you know, and then you know when you're making arguments about something um external and and then you then begin yeah. to take the argument to, to attack people. Personal, yeah. You yeah. know, and say like, oh you like so I I I remember being in spaces where I used to do that. Maybe it was my environment, but again I did that so I can't blame the environment. It's part of me. Mm. But I think there was just a point where I just began to realize that that I should not I should stop being that I'm not my beliefs, right? And I'm not tied to my beliefs. Mm. And the things that I believe today, if I'm wrong, I should clap that I'm wrong because that doesn't mean Wale is a wrong human being. Yeah. It just means that that idea is a wrong idea. Mm. And even though my personality still engages in someone who likes debates, I can debate for days. The reason why I just keep going, or whenever I keep going, is often just so that we get to the core of the matter and somebody learns. I learn mostly, or mm. you learn mostly. Even though when I'm talking with so much um, drive and zest, it may look like, oh, well, he's just trying to not end this thing. But mm. I'm often also just enjoying that journey of debating, but also trying to get to the root of the matter, but also trying to understand that we both know what we're saying. Yeah. But this has come from a place of peace where I can debate now. I know I know this might sound trivial as people possibly, but trust me when I say there's a time when, you know, you're arguing with people. It could be anybody, it could be your friend and then they're making a better point than you, but you take it so seriously that you begin to you just refuse. Yeah. Refuse. Yeah. And, and and I just realized yeah. that how 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 many things have, how many lessons have I not learnt at those four three four years that I could have learnt that I've mm. not learnt because at that point my head was just focused solely on the idea of I'm scoring points again against somebody I'm debating mm. before arguing with mm. on some imaginary scoreboard that nobody's looking at. Yeah. But now I think I'm, I'm where I'm now is like. It's more of a mental sparring, mental sparring exercise, so that mm. we can. And maybe that's why this podcast is even something that we we kept on doing because <laughs> I just I just I just enjoy the fact that you know, even though I'm wrong about something, you know, you can t- I can argue, I can argue about about vaccines, whatever. And I could be wrong sometimes, or I could argue about politics or about science, whatever. I could be wrong, mm. but. I'm always happy when I find out I'm wrong because then I, and next day I'm talking about it. I know what to reference. Hmm. Hmm. You yeah. know, so, so yeah. So I think that's, that's what I'll start with as one of the first things that I feel like has been a big shift in my life that I'm thankful for. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I contributed to any, many things, current career slash age slash experiences, mm. but I can say that, I can say that that's a change and that's yeah. a good change. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, so, so I was thinking, I'm looking at the first thing that I wrote, and I think I want to keep that for maybe the second or third or third point. And so that makes it a bit tricky for me to come up with what I want to say now. But um, I think reflecting on my, like my, my past, the last, say, two, one and a half years, um, I think, okay, you know this thing, like I've, I've always seen myself as this very deliberate person, right? Like, I I like to be I like to make decisions very mm. consciously and I like to you know be very deliberate about things that's the only way I can define it but I know I've always been like this but in the last two years I've been reflecting on sort of like previous parts of myself that I remember being deliberate 
And I think that there was, it was a very distorted form of deli- being deliberate or just being principled, right? You know, it's like I was, I don't know what it was. Like, it's not like I was loose with my morals or anything, but it's like the reason why I wanted to be deliberate was so that I could take on that label of being deliberate so that when people see me, they can point and say, okay, this guy, like, it's like I was, I was getting off of the high of, in some ways, of being known as the person that was like principled, um, reliable in that way. Mm. And Mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think what has happened in the last two years is that, you know, I'm now, I feel like I now do it for me. Like, honestly, whatever anybody else says, like, I take it, like, it's good to, for you to, like, share stuff with me and all of those things. But it's more like, because before I think I was doing it to also impress, not everyone, because to be fair, it's not like I go around trying to do it to impress every single person that I run into, but the people that, that I think I, I like their opinion and I value their opinion, I was doing it in a way to be in good standing with them. And again, it's one of those tricky things where, as I'm talking about it now, like it doesn't sound like a bad thing, but for some reason, when I was reflecting back on it, there was just something dirty about it as I was thinking about it as the reason why I was doing those things. And now I feel like my, 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 my thoughts and sort of like my mental position about some of these things about, you know, being deliberate and things like that is because I see the benefits for me. Like I've seen the growth it has caused in me. And so there's less of an external influence on that right now because the, the worry is, you know, what if, because I'm, I'm trying to imagine a world where, okay, what if people started, what if what people started to value change or people that I wanted to seek their opinion for in being deliberate, if they, for whatever reason, all agreed that what I was doing was wrong, you know, what would that do to me in that mm-hmm. sense? Like, would I, would I keep doing it because it was beneficial for me or would I have to look for something else that everybody else approves of in that way? Like, it's weird because like i'm saying it now and i can see how it sounds and how it comes off but i don't know how i don't know if you get get what i mean but is no i get what you mean it's been deliberate i mean i have a number of questions it's been yeah. deliberate a is it often an action or personality traits or a way of life that is so obvious that people notice Number um, one, number two, mm-hmm. is it also a very stark and distinct way of life slash personality that that can be classed mm. when when somebody sees you? Because what if you've been deliberate so that people can see your deliberate was your own way of maybe you knew that that's something that you wanted to do, but you had to make people look at you that way so that you could be you could become socially accountable to that idea so that you could live up to it. Mm. I guess there's there's that. Or maybe maybe like the way I was thinking about it is more like, you know, you wanna like you don't go out regularly. Maybe you don't um yeah, let me let me use a quick example, a good example. So um maybe I don't like going out to bars to drink or whatnot. Right. Um, and that's been like a standard that I've kept to myself. But, you know, you didn't realize that maybe there's a night you actually want to go out. But because you've put yourself, you've put yourself as this person that doesn't do that. And I guess some people celebrate that. You then, you know, you're now in this position where you, what you now really want to do, because maybe you've changed your mind about it, because you're now beholden to this perception that you think people have of you. And because you want to maintain that perception, then you don't you don't do what you, you don't do what you want to do. And not necessarily because the thing is a bad thing, 
I don't know if you get what I mean. Yeah, but that feels like you then confused yourself in a way. I said that because... So the example you gave, yeah, right. So you're saying that normally you don't like going out. If you want to go out, you want to, it has to be something meaningful. Hence yeah. the deliberateness. Yeah, right. I'm not sure what the noun for deliberate is, <laughs> but yeah, hence hence deliberateness, right? So if something now comes up and you want to go out, mm. right? So are you are you then saying? I mean, were you trying to say that people would then now not think that before all along you were. Just been deliberate if you want to go out now. Is that what you're trying to say? Mm. So, like you're saying, like, like if you don't choose to go mm. out suddenly, people will think, oh, so are you just trying to be fake before? Sort of, exactly, right. And the fact that that, that external sort of like factoring that yeah, external. But, yeah, but don't yeah. you see a difference there in the sense of it doesn't matter because if you're going out, so if you said, I'm somebody who I don't like bars. Mm. And then you go that's, to a bar. You know, that's some, different. Yeah, that's so, different from saying, "I don't mind where I go, but it has to be it has to be something worthwhile." And mm. why? Why many people go to bars for meaningless reasons? If I'm going to mm. go, it has to be worthwhile. There's yeah, a difference between that and oh, I don't like bars. Yeah, and what you're what you're saying now, right, is where I think I have now evolved into. Whereas before. My thought process of doing all of this bar or no bar was almost very binary in the sense that I'm this person that doesn't go to bar, so I'm not going to go, regardless of if I think there's actually something valuable there this time around, you get. So it's like the reason, maybe what I put about is the reason for doing certain things changed for me. Like my paradigm shift moved from, because in some cases, obviously, I don't care about other people, but in some subtle way, some things that I was doing, I feel like I was doing it to uphold some certain standard of myself that I thought people had of me. Is what I would say, and 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 this standard of being of being a deliberate person, how mm-hmm. did it come up? When, when when was the first time you ever thought of it as a concept? Did, was did somebody say that to you first, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this person has described who I am, or you woke up one day and said, oh, I'm a deliberate person, and started telling people they're deliberate. More more the first one where and not just one person was just you know consistent things that I would do, and people would be like, like they would people were starting to like call out certain things I was doing. Um, and some people will use the word like, oh, you're quite deliberate. But I think there was one person that used that word deliberate for me on me once. And I sort of like, was like, oh, okay, that's stuck. what this is. Yeah, it's stuck. And then every time, you know, when people say, oh, why are you like this? I'm like, I'm just deliberate about stuff, right? And I've said it on multiple episodes, but I'm just saying the reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the reason for it now has definitely moved from, you know, this idea of being that person that everybody identifies as that to, you know, yeah. what, what, I, yeah. what, what I sort of like am. Words are powerful. Words, um, words can change a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I always, I think we've all, everybody, everybody has gone through this feeling where you're, you're going through something in life, you have, you have a feeling that maybe it's holding you back or like you have a bad habit or you have something that is just not making you happy or feel okay at night. And then you mm. find out that that thing is a concept that someone defines it's been and named. They define, they define yeah. that it's been named and then they explain it and they define it. And then all of a sudden you feel like you have control over that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you now have like a mental object of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And a word has been a word has been placed on it. And I think that is why I'm always very, very forced about a words, language. Right? Mm-hmm. Because language are the tool that people use to constrain us and empower us at the same time. Mm-hmm. The easiest example. I'm not going to go into the but the example as we've seen is is this is this last year in the news mm. and stuff you know language is the key 
key tool people can use and we often don't even realize what each word does to our psyche you know mm-hmm. the existence of if, when somebody writes possibly in a sentence to me that makes a huge difference somebody else they might, they might be reading that and it's like yeah whatever but to me does that one word you've changed my mind about the paper or about the article because i know that you put that there for some legal or plausible deniability reason <laughs> Yeah, and then I found out what I'm trying to say. All right, yeah. but let's not let's not, let's not digress. Yeah, and but yeah, that's an interesting um. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to go next? Some point you raise. Um, the second bit um has to do with abstinence and celibacy for me. Um, hmm. I think so. People, you know, people always ask you what this around different points in your life or different dates or different people you meet or how many girls girlfriends if you had mm. or just things like that right and sometimes i'm never even sure where to start counting from i'm not saying there are many they're not many but like you know every everyone goes to that age where you're not sure what age was the serious bit it's a relationship yeah yeah so that that's what i mean by start counting from mm. um but anyway so i think the first time I properly understood, keyword understood, not, not experience, but understood relationship vibes was, I would say, 2011 or so, there about, I think, oh, yeah, 2011. 11, yeah, I think. 11, yeah, I think. Year three. Year three or two. I think year two, actually. Mm. Anyway, um, of undergrad, by the way. Anyway, um, see, I was seeing this girl and. And I mean, I know you, you you know her, but I'm not gonna mention her name obviously for obvious reason. I I've seen this girl and we're dating for like quite a bit, quite a bit actually. I think for about five five months. But at that point, I don't think I understood what the idea of a boyfriend was properly. Mm. One, mm. but also I also didn't understand the idea of somebody wanting to have sex right and i think mm-hmm. i said that because when when i got together with her right first of all i did not know she which is also weird but i did not know <laughs> i say it's her weird because position, she's known yeah. that before right yeah 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 but i don't know i don't know position on that and but but when i found out right i think i was like oh cool that's fine but i think each time i said that was fine you know, like obviously you meet up again mm. and then it's like a reminder at that point, like, oh yeah, this is we're not going all the way, whatever. And at that, I remember that particular relationship, it's, I never deeply liked it. Mm. I, 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 I probably did not really respect it. And by respect it, I mean, I didn't understand at that point why, why it was, it was like a, such a roadblock relationship mm-hmm. i don't understand this right and and every time like we got to that to that that breaking point when we go intimate it was always a case of all oh, right here we go again mm. all right here we go again all right here we go again right and she's a very very nice girl to be honest um but yeah so that happened and i thought fair enough um this is probably not gonna work out right no she said that first right she's mm. not probably gonna work out and 
And I just said, like, yeah, fine, whatever. But yeah. fast forward, fast forward my next relationship. Mm. Um, no, 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 sorry, not, not the next one. Fast forward, like, I, I don't know, up until like 2016, mm-hmm. I think. I then met another girl who, nah, yeah. So, so I met this girl in 2017 who I thought was, was a virgin, right? Mm. But she wasn't. But I wanted to, I went, I went to like get serious with the girl, right? Because mm. I liked her. But I thought she had not had sex before. Mm. Again, we, I didn't, I had not spoken. So this was like quite early on, right? And I, and I, and I, and can, can I remember when Yemi said on the podcast and she said like sometimes you know what girls are about. Yeah, yeah. Right. So at that point, I had gotten, I had gotten the girl knowledge to know what the girl was about. Mm. Right. This was obviously years later, and I said yeah that's fine like even she just want to you know mm. have sex relationship that is fine i i i, I like the babe right so this was like me talk, to talking to myself mm. in my head at this point mm. during the process of getting to know her and i think that's when i realized at some point that okay this is no more Ew. a big deal for me yeah. but again i wasn't sure because at that point i'd, I'd not been tested <laughs> yeah right because there's a difference between just saying that, saying something, at the start, yeah. and then and then and then one year later, yeah, because like, it happens. There's many, there's many people who go get, get into things. They're like mm. the girl says, maybe the guy says that, oh, you know, I'm not going to have sex until mm. marriage or whatever, and then they say, yeah, 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 sure, 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 and then it's like a year and a half down the line, they're like upset, you know, mm. but they told you, right, mm. and and it's, mm. and it's a fair point. They they, they, they did say that. So again, this one, I, I, even I said, even I said, oh yeah, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine if, if, if that's the case. Mm. But then I then found out after like three months that she wasn't, mm. and then my head just flipped, <laughs> like, like, ah, cool, yeah, you know. Mm. But then, I, but then I really realized that wait, why am I head flipping now? Because if, yeah. if, if I've already said that, um down for that why is this not making mm. me happy mm. if, if, mm. if, if, if i said it did not matter mm. so mm. i felt like that 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 relationship was like my again no that was not, we're not exclusive eventually yeah but that was like my breaking point into figuring out my understanding of celibacy in, in a mm. partner mm. and then fast forward what two more years yeah right I think that's when I then really, really knew that I was certain that I could I could be with somebody who who wants to maintain that mm. because I I then understood mm. properly for, and I can't say why yeah cause because I was gonna ask how, yeah <laughs> yeah but I yeah. think I think it was just like a time thing or I think yeah. it was a moment of experience that actually there is more to relationships. I mean, a part of it has a theory that that my most formative relationship, which was the one that was my undergrad slash after undergrad, um, yeah, which I think is my most formative relationship. I say formative because That's that was where. the one person that that was like probably the most most um what's the word involved deliberate. in love, yeah, deliberate, mm. you know. Wait, the first time you just started thinking about life with somebody, mm, that kind of that kind mm, of vibe, right? Mm. So I think 
after that one ended and I had another like encounter with her again in like 2016 because mm. she, 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 she was also here in the UK as well. We also had like like a spat after mm. later on and I, and I think I went through this like self uh, audit. what do you call it? Yeah. Audit. Yeah. Right. And I began, began to think okay well there is more to this than this. What do I need in a woman? What do I need in a partner? Mm. Etc. Mm. Right. So I think those were things that made me change. But I just know that I'm just confident that I'm at a point now. Well, I was confident a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. But I, I'm confident now that I'm at a point now that I now understand that desire mm. to stay celibate. But I also don't understand now that I can actually maintain that with somebody if I choose to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I say this because I had experience of this already. Mm. Right? Much more recently. Mm. And I surprised myself with how much that did not bother me. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you were saying this thing, like, you know, I, I'm trying to then, because some of these things sounds like, obviously with maturity and with age right you know maybe some of these things become yeah, more real possibly yeah but your, your, that's your, your correlation <laughs> correlation vibes. yeah no yeah but but also i'm thinking because there's some rules that because if you think early on as a child right when they say don't play with the iron or don't touch fire and things like that you don't necessarily have the firm understanding of why that's the case but it's like a structure and a rule that people that have experienced it have place to guide right. you. But obviously your natural human tendency is to want to figure it out things for yourself. And so maybe one day you touch the fire and then obviously in future you don't anymore. So I feel that, you know, because I'm thinking about some of the things that, because when it comes to this sex issue and all, and, and all the abstinence and things like that, I feel like I've always been at the point where you now are at, but not because I fully understood why. It was more like, you know, the the framework and the lifestyle and sort of like environment I'd grown up in had imbibed certain things into me. Did I fully right. understand why those things were placed? Not really, right? Um, but you know, I was one of the few that said, "Okay, fine, that's all I've kind of like known." There's probably some good sense in it. Um, I'll continue, and then maybe at some point you didn't fully realize, and I think that leads me to the next paradigm I was going to I'm going to speak about now, which is the fact that life is spiritual first, right? And Obviously, growing up in a Christian home and things like that, when you're in church, like, you know, it's almost, you can almost feel the dissonance between when you're in church on Sunday and what the conversations are about. And then when you go to school on a Monday to Friday and, <laughs> and what the conversations are about. So it was almost a, you put on this part of yourself on, on Sunday to vibe with all of what's going on in that space. And then it doesn't carry on into Monday. And although there'll be some messages on Sunday where they'll talk about, you know, it's not just a Sunday, Sunday thing. It should happen on school, but that goes in one air and doesn't really stay, goes out. And then you come back on Sunday again and do the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and so to be fair, for the longest time, as much as I was very, very involved in church stuff and doing all of those things and really actually trying to be a part of that and really imbibing that thing, I wouldn't say it really settled in for me how one part, like this life is spiritual concept, you know, ranked higher for me eventually. And I think reflecting now, it was more of a case of like, I found myself at multiple points last year. And um, oh, I think Catalyst also, life, life experiences happened that really forced some kind of change to happen. I think for me, it was um, the end of my, my long-term relationship, right? 
not like it ended and I started to have all this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany. <laughs> so, I'll come back to why I just didn't. Yeah. Know, you just said something that just gave me a, a shock. Write it down. Sure. Write it down so you don't forget. But, but yeah. <laughs> don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget. So, so like, you know, that happened and, you know, it was, it's not like oh, I now said, okay, I'm going to start rethinking my life or anything, but those kinds of events that make everything else feel like it doesn't matter now lets you dig deeper into see what matters a lot of times. And so for me, I came out of that with a very different sense of, and a diff- very different placement of how I see life now. And so a lot of things mm. feel very trivial to me these days. Um, not because they're not important, which is weird because I just said they, they seem trivial, but it's just that I've just placed another level on top of it. And honestly, it has helped me deal with things less emotionally, right? So, you know, you go online and there are a lot of things that can anger you online. There's a lot of conversations, a lot of things happening in life that in your head, you're wondering, WTF, like, why is this happening? Um, I can feel that, but it's why on these conversations that we have sometimes, I always feel like someone that doesn't care so much about some things. But it's not like I don't care. It's just that because I'm thinking about if this is one reality and there's like a sort of like more deeper reality, then it only lets me know that I should only let these things that are happening in this physical thing get to me so far, right? And mm. I think that's one thing that I've definitely dug my teeth into so much more. And it, it actually affects, you know, the things that I read and the things that I look out for and why I look out for them, right? I just told you before this call, I was looking at stuff around cryptocurrency and, you know, understanding blockchain and all these things. Um, but before I would be looking at stuff like that because I want to feel smart. I want to, you know, be in a space of other people and be able to spit out all these words. Like, again, back to motivations and things like that. Or, um, that reminds yeah. me of my Instagram post that I put about yes. knowledge and understanding. Yes, exactly. I think I, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Um, but right now, I found that I just like the kind of knowledge that I seek now is knowledge that I feel transcends like immediate reality in that sense. Um, not to sound all loopy and spiritually, but I just, I see life as spiritual first most of the time and I interpret everything that happens through a lens. So of, what does that look like, like on a day-to-day basis? Seeing life as spiritual first? Um, okay, based on like me building my company or doing stuff, like I don't think every result that I get is going to be from every single physical efforts that I can account for that I put in, right? You understand how... Right. Not not saying that not saying that you you what a, you what they call it wait for you, life to happen to you you can office yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but just that you realize that there are people that have put the same exact amount of effort that I've put in and the results are not the same people attribute it to like chance and luck and things like that but um that was becoming a tough that was becoming tough for me to live life I, like I felt weird waking up every morning and being like okay I'm putting in this effort and someone else could be putting this efforts but the results could be different. It felt like my sense of control and wanting control of things, that was really freaking me out. That Because, you know, you look at certain things. You know, I said this point in one of the episodes where you don't want to look back at all the things you've done and not be able to point at, like, why. Like, my, the inability to explain certain things just gets me very, very anxious, right? And what has really helped with that anxiety is actually knowing that, you know, it's not just about what is right in front of me. It's not just about what's happening around me. There's so much more to it. There's principles that have been set in place that if I can learn about those principles um, or, or the things that I believe to control life, then I can do life better, right? I don't have to do life with 
uncertainty, right? I don't have to. So how does that so how does that apply to you? I mean, that's yeah. a very good point you raised. Yeah. And I want to challenge it in a different aspect of your life. Okay. So use that towards work. Yeah. How, so how does that apply? Because how does that apply to your relationships with opposite sex? Because mm. if you've said that that through work, you know, spiritual first life for you means that all your efforts and your results, your results are not a, a math equation of your physical efforts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a modification of your physical efforts plus the unseen faith mm. based mm. imputes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm then saying, how does that look like relationships? Because mm. whenever I've spoken about relationships with opposite sex, you tend to rely a lot on physical efforts. Mm. By physical effort, I mean on your imputes and calculations that you make by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good challenge. Good, so, good. so, how does that then apply there? <laughs> um, hmm. Disclaimer I don't think I've ever thought about it's in that sense but um mm. what, what i would say is that i think it guides my it guides my final sort of like choice in in like relationships that i see as long term in the fact that it has to be someone that sees life the same way that i see it you get right so it's not that like the physical i'll still do the physical things and all of those things those things still factor in but a big part of that equation is the person you know having the same life values that I have in this regard, like seeing life as spiritual first and then physical. I think that would, that makes, if I think the other person, I know the other person is also seeing life that way. Some unspoken conversations happen, if you get what I mean, versus if, right. if, I, was, if I was dealing with someone that was completely operating on that physical element, then, you know, I would, some things that I would expect that don't need to be spoken in that sense. I don't know. I don't know why I'm using spoken as the thing, but I don't know. There's just this communication that happens when you share the same life views about a certain thing, right? And so it means even the references you're drawing on to explain certain things, like, you know, it's it's a common kind of like interest. And I, I guess it's different from you having liking the same things. Like liking the same things is different from believing in the same mm-hmm. things is how I like to look at it. So that's how I'll try to answer or escape the question that you just asked me. <laughs> I think just after that, I'll say that if, if life is spiritual first, then it also means that you can never know whether all your equations or lists or criteria for people that you encounter romantically would mm. work. Because it means, if life is spiritual, what that just means, and I agree life is spiritual first, because yeah. what that just means to me mm-hmm. is that whenever we human beings see opportunities that come, mm, speak for myself, mm. I'm, too dumb to know what's best for me at every single point mm-hmm. in my life. Right? Some things I know very well. Some things I don't. Some things I see come across to me, mm-hmm. whether it's an email, whether it's a link, whether it's just an idea, as, as, as an opportunity. Mm. And I don't see it as an opportunity, but it actually is. Mm. Right? And I, and I guess I'm just applying that same mindset to women in this case like maybe this is actually another shift for me as well because Mm. I've also told myself recently that the more I know what I want in someone right the more I'm realizing that actually people who I have come across Mm -hmm. in my life that I have ignored or let go may actually have been good yeah yeah speaking in past tense not present Mm. Mm. right so that's giving more credence to my thought that if life is spiritual first it also means that things that come our way mm. we, that are good for us we can't always know mm. right and I guess mm. 
back to my epiphany, epiphany. why sc- yeah. scream what well, use the word long term that that unlocked an idea in my head mm. you asked me why what changed between me me understanding celibacy or abstinence mm. with women that i wanted to date mm. and i think i got to a point in life where i knew keyword knew i knew how to think long term Mm. Mm. I think that's a big difference. Mm. I mm. think mm. there was a point where I did not know what long term looked like. I did not know mm. what a future looked like. I did not know. And even though I had had, so I think it was my experience with, with, which was my formative relationship mm. that began to teach me what a long term life can look like. Mm. But but even then, I was still too raw. I was still too, um dumb to understand a long term means that if you're thinking about your plans for your life you can debate it with your woman your partner mm. you could cross check values of what kind of life you want to live that kind of long term mm. thinking etc mm. etc but it's the point mm. where all of that all of that shit I didn't I didn't know what that was <laughs> like, what so I yeah. think the long term input in my brain mm. began to override the, the short-term gains gratification and exactly yeah, yeah so that is my hypothesis one given mm. that you asked me that question okay i think i'll end there all right all right for, yeah for that for that topic yeah um so my third one is this is an interesting one mm. so this is about the idea of fatherhood mm. fatherhood love and i said this because so growing up as well my dad is me and my dad relationship is good Mm. Um, it's good for what we can afford. <laughs> um, but I am without my dad, I will not be here, right? That's 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 a given, right? Mm. But there was a point in my life where I thought that guy, that guy hates me. Mm. Like there's a point where I genuinely thought, nah, there's there's no way, there is no way, there is no, you know, you know, possible. This guy doesn't <laughs> like me. Like there was a point I was I was. I was I was hell bent <laughs> on that on that idea that nah like mm. why <laughs> like I was like why and mm. this happened through, through so many for years bro years mm. right years mm. Mm. and again these incidents that made me think this way they were not awfully terrible compared to the worst things some other fathers can do to their kids yeah. Right? They're more of like life perspective and disciplinary things and just like emotional transference and things like that, right? Mm. Mm. But okay, so for example, right, there were I remember remember days where I think it was my first year of undergrad when like I tried to work with him one one summer, for example. Mm. And and it was just it was just it was just like upset with, everything I did was just like upset the guy, like everything i did like and one day I, I remember one day he just took my phone and, and threw it so I, I remember one day vividly we were leaving a meeting that mm-hmm. that he was in and and i wanted to put something put his briefcase or something inside the boot yeah but i was using my nokia sorry my blackberry curve too then right and okay. i had my earphones in yeah so like my earphones were, were tangled on the boots so like i was just being sluggish <laughs> with the stuff yeah. and he just went he just what are you blah, 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 blah. You just, just took my phone and threw it <laughs> away. Like, this is on the grass. Yeah. On, on the... 
Og når du står... <laughs> and then, and, and then like, a different day, like, just for, like, simple things, like, simple things happen and it flares up. Mm. Right? And of course, I, I didn't help as well because, again, my undergrad, I didn't do too well in school. Yeah. You know, I think the surprising one for me was my undergrad summer school. Mm. So, yeah. I always I, I, I I tell people, I say, like, even I'm doing a PhD now, my education began three years ago. Mm. Which is why I'm proud of myself because... My education, my education began three years ago, not undergrad. Hmm. Because I, I did, I did all these things just like, my undergrad was just one year master's. That's my <laughs> undergrad to me. Because my undergrad, I didn't really do much at all. I did not take it seriously as, as I could. I didn't understand the value of education then. Hmm. But anyway, back to my point. And he didn't pay my fees for like my extra thing. Yeah. Summer. I was surprised. I didn't believe it. <laughs> He said he won't, but and he did not. I didn't believe it. Yeah, and and so so, so many incidents like that. I, I was began to like, like what? Like why does this guy hate me? Like what is this? Hmm. But what I then learned, first I learned this lesson was when I finished my undergrad, hmm. where I finished finished everything. I done my NYC, and then he just called me and said, "I was talking," and he said, "Oh." Go and do your masters in the UK. I mean, I, I never, I, I never took him seriously because I could not believe like this guy that didn't, yeah, you didn't pay pay my 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 naira fees. Yeah. You're not going to pay my <laughs> pound fees. Honestly, bro, I'm not lying to you. I did not believe. I always said, yeah, but I didn't even up even up until I got to the got my visa and mm. and got to the airport. It didn't dawn on me. I'm not, I'm not kidding to you. <laughs> it didn't dawn on me because mm. I just never thought. Because I, I was thought, okay, yeah, he'll say he'll pay, but when the time comes, he won't pay. Mm. Right? Mm. Or I was thought, okay, yeah, something will happen. Mm. Is it not? <sighs> this guy now, yeah. Something will happen. Yeah. But no, like, he paid, and then he was pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And then when I left Nigeria, and then I was, I was just, I, I remember one day being in my flat, and I just said, I'm just thankful because. Mm. He didn't, he didn't have to do that. Mm. He didn't have to do that. Obviously, he, he may have his own reasons because, okay, yeah, he wants his kid to get this, get that. I understand mm. that as a, as a father, but it was still a big sacrifice. Yeah. My family is not a wealthy family, mm. right? So it was still a big sacrifice. And as, as I grew older as well, going to my 25, 26, 27 years, 28, and then we, we didn't talk about different things now to talk about, you know, life, mm. his plans, what he's doing. And I began to understand that actually like all those points when he will be upset with me or when I would do, when, mm. when he'll be upset. And sometimes rightfully ridiculously upset. Mm. I just never thought that A, there could be other things on this guy's mind that mm. are just like bugging him. Like he's got a whole family, right? Work could have been difficult. Mm. You know, he could be pondering so many midlife crisis things, mm. right? It could be, it could be wanting more, mm. you know. I just began to think about all these things. I just, and and all, of, all of a sudden, like, I began to see, actually, my parents as mm. people that I should, I should give three, four, five chances mm. for either, so, for example, my, my birthday 
like two years ago last year. I think I, I think they missed it, but mm. I was not upset for one one minute. minute yeah, because I'm like, no, nah, I can't be upset. It doesn't make any sense. Like, mm. Mm. even mm. even if, even though even though they're also going through it. Yeah, like I understood what they meant. They're also going <laughs> through it. it. Yeah, and even what and then I guess I began to just say, you know what. Even you guy, you could you could have done better. You could have been a better kid. You could have mm. done this better. You could have done that. Mm. So I guess I began to understand that people show love in different ways, mm. and people and not, and, and nobody's taught how to love. Yeah, right. The love you see on TV may not be the love you get mm. in your house, mm. right? Maybe the love that someone says you should bring, you should bring, um, bring first class home. Mm. Is them just saying? You can you can do it, mm. right? You're brilliant. Mm. You're smart. I know you can do it, right? And he mm. said that. He said that to me. He said that to me mm. all those times. But you just right. Yeah, I wasn't listening to that language. Yeah, right. But recently now, I understand. Yeah, and whenever I does anything, if it's my sisters, my mom, I've never been upset. I've just I've just I'm I'm right. So right now I'm like the Mediator, person in the family who yeah. is yeah. Yeah. Because I'm um, nothing faces me like I treat them like as projects. Mm. Like they've gotten the point in their lives where like we need to manage them, mm. Mm. right? Because they've seen it all. They've got wisdom, but they're also going through it. So we need to manage them, mm. and you can't take everything to yourself because you're also building your own life too, mm. Mm. and yeah. they're part of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so that's been like a shift for me in the last four years about. Mm-hmm. About about being a parent and being a father, and I think that's one thing that I've told myself that I will take towards my own life, God willing, if I have, mm-hmm. if when I have children. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was a very powerful one. Um, to be honest, just um being gracious with with the adult figures and the parents' figures in our life. And again, this is not to discount people that have had like like you said way worse experiences and things like that but yeah i think some people listening to this um you know you might start to reflect on things that you painted absolutely as bad that maybe you weren't being as gracious in those situations and because and so like as you were saying i was reflecting on bits of my childhood that i remembered as well where again i wasn't the worst kid like i wasn't a terrible kid to be honest but even looking back now i can see certain things that i did and certain things that i demanded and wanted and how I demanded for them and, you know, me still getting those things. I'm not looking back and thinking, bro, you didn't need that thing. You could have been way more yeah, yeah. okay with it. Like, you know, you know yeah. the reason why you wanted this was because you saw it somewhere else and, you know, they still let you. And, and bro, like, yeah. Yeah. and like, maybe for everyone listening, like, like, don't get us wrong. Like, obviously your parents, how your parents bring you up would obviously affect your own life in one way, I mm. think. So for example, mm. me, I'm not... I'm not an emotional, I'm not, I don't show, I, I don't know how to express emotions mm. very easily, right, mm. in relationships. But obviously that's due to my upbringing. But yeah. I know that. Mm. 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 Right, I'm aware of it. I mm. know that. Mm. So when I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm consciously mm. figuring out ways to make this girl know that, okay, even though this is not my language, I'm making an like, effort boo, to. You're, you're special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was going to mention this point because there's another, fl- there's a flip way to look at that. In okay, you know that's how you've been raised, but instead of bringing that into a relationship and 
laying that down and making an effort you kind of carry it as an identity like i'm not going to change yes like, this, know, this no, is no, me. no 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 yeah. it's not what i'm not going to change I'm saying this is me and i this can't change mm. which mm. is fundamentally problematic yeah it's, it's problematic not because it's your fault mm. but because it's unfortunate mm. because there's been so many studies and watch all the TED talks in the world even if even how we talk about ourselves i am this i am that that mm. shapes your brain eats that thing up I, I read something today just before we came on this thing about mm. thoughts. Mm. How thoughts that you think every day become a reality. Mm. Yeah. Become a reality because your subconscious eats your thoughts as like Lego. Mm. Builds you up, builds you up, builds you up, builds you up. It becomes strong foundation. And then mm. that begins to shape your actions without even realizing it. Mm. Mm. I thought, mm. damn. Absolutely. And Absolutely. suddenly, like something that, something that I've been worrying about for like, Days I'm thinking about it every day. I say, you know what? I'm going to think about that same thing every day, but think about it positively. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know, on this point, I think you know when I say life is spiritual, it also builds on things like this in the sense that you know the way the world has been designed, like um, when things get recreated or created or things occur again, um, sometimes like once something's only created once, and then everything else is built around the system that then continues to mm, reproduce. Mm, mm. And th- think about it, you know, depending on what you believe in, but I believe God created man, right? So created man, created woman. He has not created anybody since then. You get like the system already exists for what he has created to reproduce itself. So if you take that to even things like thoughts and all of these other things, right? Like everything that that you produce, like is built off from other different like things that you might not be paying attention to that just happens automatically in, in one way. So this thing of like people, you know, coming into spaces and just refusing to, or like you said, just owning this badge of this is who I am and I can't change. Like whenever I hear talk like that, like it's, it's very, like it's very iffy to me. Like I, I almost, what I've been learning now is how to be gracious when I hear things like that, because my default reaction is like, Bro, like, shut the hell up, really. Because, no, again, but it's not easy, yeah. man. It's like, not easy, yeah. yeah. Like, like some, like some, have, like some people have been through some trauma that, um, that it's just hard to break mm. off. I was listening. I'm, I think we talk about trauma next season, actually, because I was listening mm. to a podcast today on trauma and science of trauma. Trauma is even trans transgenerational. Mm. Like you can be so, you 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 can be traumatic thought to the point where it it sticks to your genes. Mm. I read it today. I mean, I, I heard it today on a scientific podcast. Mm. Right? And I'll share with you after this. And I could not believe it. Mm. Like, that's crazy. Anyway, let's, let's not digress. <laughs> let's not digress, yeah. Um, anyways, my, 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 my final one, because I think we're already about an hour in or more. Um, so my final mm. one is sort of, yours have been like very deep, to be honest. Um, mine is around contentment and evolving desires. Um, mm. So... I, I don't even know where to start with this, but you know, in this world where we're always exposed to a lot of things and, you know, things are getting better and you always want sort of like that better thing, you know, it's very easy to get stuck in that. And I think I've been, I've been caught in that space a lot of times where you want the next big thing or you find a reason, a valid reason for why you need it. Right. And all of these things. And, Nobody's saying you shouldn't get, but I think what I've, a part of, like a shift that happened in my head now is just knowing where to place some of these things and knowing how to almost delay gratification in a sense. Um, mm. Because there's sometimes that um, I want something so bad, like I really, really, really want it. And 
I just get to that place where I'm like, just hold on, give it another quarter <laughs> or another six months and see what happens. And weirdly enough, I, the desire either evolves into something else. Like, it's funny, it either evolves into me wanting a better version of what I previously had. Mm. And when I, when I spot that, I'm like, okay, so what do you really want now that this thing, you now want the better one? Is it just you want to be keeping up with the trends or yeah. in that kind of way? Or I realized that that was just a moment. That was just a... Because sometimes you're exposed to, subconsciously exposed to so many things that plant desires in you, right? Um, and then if you're not cautious to really like filter through what's happening like you just find out yeah. you're doing stuff like before this call it just without happened. even knowing it yeah before this call it really just happened again right so um someone what's, tweeted what's the example yeah so someone tweeted something about um uh, mercedes right the formula one team and how like oh it looks like they're going to buy a new they're going to buy they want to buy one of the new t-shirts like so the merchandise so like like you buy a football jersey so you can actually buy for Formula 1 teams. but they Oh, have, or like the person wants to buy the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. But earlier in the day, I had seen a video of Lewis Hamilton. Like he was doing a video recording. I was wearing one of those shirts and it looked really nice. And I had that small thought of, oh, this will have been nice. I didn't even know where to get it. Then someone tweeted yeah. about how they're going to get it. And I literally went on the website and I was like, this, just before the call, I was about to click buy. And I just, I was like, uh, I was like, just, I don't like, you, you can afford this yes but why like you know do you need it now why do you want it like so and i i processed that i was like i couldn't really find a strong enough reason why it was just a nice to have thing and some things like you're going to buy them because they're nice to have but i've learned to practice this thing of just knowing that my desires will consistently evolve and so if i don't maintain Uh. them and control them even if i i i'm not the kind i don't think i'm myself as the kind of person that always chases after trends you find out in some way that, you know, because of how your desires continue to evolve, you find yourself in that, in that, in that loophole where as long as you can technically afford something, you feel like you, you can get it. So there's no reason why you shouldn't get it. Right. And so that's, that's a shift. To be fair, it's not a big shift because I've, I've always been this very considered person when it comes to Yeah, but things. even, even maintaining it is a... It's a whole thing. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, we spoke, we spoke, we spoke, we spoke with Daniel about, we spoke with Daniel about um, frugality and lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle inf- inflation and mm. just making more money or being more elevated in social ranking mm. often leads to you wanting more. Mm. And for maintaining a certain practice towards stability in your wants and needs, mm. regardless of your inflation of your lifestyle or your inflation, inflation of your financial income, or social yeah. status income. It is, it, is, it is still an important point to raise because even me, honestly, like that's one of my big fears. I, I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to be if I'm <laughs> suddenly rich, right? Mm. I've never been rich before. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You're just> too- <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, bro. I've never been rich before, right? So I, get, I don't know how I'm going to handle it, right? Yeah. And it's still, it, it's still one of my, my th- things I'm curious to see. Mm. Like how would you handle if you suddenly have certain in x x x amount of money, mm. right? Mm. That that be just. But again, it's not it's not easy. Yeah, it's not. And I think we, I think we think with desires, yeah. So like, has it been a case where desires that they think they are evolving? Is it just because like they're evolving because no, rather, are you controlling it because they're not evolving into the place that you want them to evolve to? For example. 
the what you just spoke about is a Formula One T-shirt. Yes, yeah, a jersey yeah. look nice, but again, maybe you don't really go out out every day where you can be wearing it every day, right? Mm, mm. You work from home, so like you're not going out to like functions every every Friday night, whatever, right? Mm. If you were, maybe mm. you might buy the shirt, mm. right? But then again, you you bought a new laptop, yeah, yeah, right? Because it contributes. Okay, well, yours, yours the old one was forty, to be fair, <laughs> but I could have yeah, there were cheaper ways to solve my yeah, laptop problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, also like even desires as well. You're also keeping it to the things that matter. Mm, mm. Mm. And, and and it's kind of similar to what Daniel said actually he said at the, at the end after his long <laughs> his long um, his long his, his long funny talk about frugality but yeah he said he said that in the end he spent he splurged on things that matter in his in mm. his own um, ex- space of expertise yeah 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 absolutely and the, the, that's core to be honest Um, and, and you know the funny thing about it is that because beyond the things that matter there are basic things that are like important like let's use the example of a car for example there are different points in time where i've thought about getting a car here in ghana and um what usually i think what usually stops me is less of a evolving desire kind of thing it just ended up being a thing of i was just thinking about is like every time i have the desire to drive a car it's about maybe me going somewhere and worried about the uber not being nice or the weather being hot being stuck in traffic and things like that but then i always try to think a bit further like okay you get a car like insurance for every day um all of these random things that come with maintaining a car like my perfect world is like owning a car but not owning a car like i want to drive a car and a car is there but when i don't need a car like it's not mine and i'm not paying for it so that, that's that's like my perfect world and you're that, living in the wrong city <laughs> the wrong city exactly and so maybe that has and, to be like a very very massive city like city life like yeah lagos possibly even lagos can work but lagos is too expensive it's, yeah yeah for that but what, what, some people can argue that it's a thing of you're not just boxed up enough and maybe that's also realizing what it means to have enough money to purchase a car it's not just about being able to afford the car itself it's it's about the other things that come with it because like i i'm definitely maybe another paradigm should have had really is I don't, I'm not a big fan of just taking on any kind of liability anymore. Even the things that are not, are not necessarily seen as liabilities everywhere. I'm a bit averse to like getting bogged down by stuff. Like I, I don't like the headache that comes with owning like a lot of things and having to maintain a lot mm. of things. Like, I think that's the point that I've reached to in life where I'm like, you know, it's just, it's just stress. The word I use for it is like stress <laughs> most mm. times. Um, mm. And one can argue again, like, I could listen to this episode 20 years or maybe 10 years down and be like, bro, you just didn't have money. That's what I was doing you that time. Now that money has come, right? Your, your paradigm has no, shifted. No, but again, but, it's yeah. also a, a place you are in life, right? I yeah. guess like some sometimes whatever the space you are in right now, it's not manifesting itself to you as a daily necessity. Mm, exactly. exactly. And I guess that's just what it is. Yeah. I think, I think, if, I think if you have to sit down and Think about whether okay, I can buy this thing. It has to be something that maybe every day is choking your leg. That mm. ah, if I had this thing right now, it'd be good. Or mm. like, oh, mm. if I had this thing right now, it might be mad. Or true. But if that's if that's not happening, then yeah, it's not a a need. Yeah, to be fair, like thinking eventually. about thinking about this laptop thing. What eventually pushed me to get it was the fact that I was thinking about the podcast, thinking about all the other things, and I'm like, yeah, it was just there was no debate about it, right? Um, and, and I got it right. So. 
I think it's being able to then apply that to other areas in 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 my life is what I'm actually keen on doing now. Um, we did not. Um, I did not mention Apple and Samsung paradigm shift. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, once you use Apple, yeah, you can't go back. I used to use a uh, Samsung back in the day, but. Yeah, that's getting exposed to certain things. It's actually very interesting sometimes because I think <laughs> I, I always I'm always careful about the things I expose myself to because sometimes your exposure to things can change your thing. You know, maybe you're not ready and capable to manage that level, but you've already been exposed to it, and you know you then start to alter key parts of yourself to you know maybe fast track a growth that you need to slowly grow through just to get to a phase where yeah all of that is happening. But anyways, um, but let me do, mention do one, one more. more? One yeah. more that is actually so this one is this one is I'll call it a pending one because I'm 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 still like in the middle of it. Yeah. Middle of it and express my, myself in it. And it has to do with love still, but it's about loving somebody who gives gives you the best. Mm. Gives you their best. But so loving somebody that you want to save. Hey. And hey. Hey. <laughs> Oh, holy father. <laughs> continue. No, I just had my epiphany now, but continue. Jeez, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, shit. Have I unlocked some waters in your in your kettle? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Yeah, just go. No, on. but it is a thing because I think about it sometimes. I say, like, sometimes something I, de- I describe in the past as desire for somebody or love for somebody okay not mm. love desire for someone mm. has it just been a case whereby I wanted to feel like a hero that I've saved them from from I've saved them from from, from part of the from, I've, saved, I've saved them from a part of themselves that they did not know was holding them back to move forward with mm. me mm. Mm. yeah or are they to give me their best and I'm seeing they're giving their best and that's what taking me to them. Yeah, and making you respond in a way where you actually respond care. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So one is so one is do I love myself <laughs> so much that I'm I value the person who's giving me their best? Or do I think highly of myself so much that I want to love somebody who I think I can make them love me despite all the things that hinder them from giving me their best. Mm, yeah. Huh. Um, uh, so that so that's currently that, one that I am in the middle of and in the middle of. Um yeah. not like an everyday thing, but yeah, it's as a well, as an active uh yeah thoughts of uh reflexivity. Yeah. Before you go deeper into this, because I think I, I also Oh think, no, I yeah, I think yeah, I think that's, that's I think I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, so on, on, on a transitionary one, I think mine has been um, figuring out if, or just working out if this person that I am now, um, in particularly when it comes to my relationship with the opposite sex, like this person that I am now, is it, is it like a corn that has sort of like emerged after a seed has died? Or is this, a mm. re- is this an active response to something? That has happened, right? So let's let, let let me try and make this analogy a bit better. I hope it's is there work. a difference? Yeah, so 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 that's why I say let me try and make it better. So is this a seed that has put in the ground, you know, has died, but it has come out as a corn? 
Or is this the corn leaning in a certain direction because that's where the sunlight is? Do you get? So like, is this, is this a, I don't know if that works, but essentially am I responding to something or have I actually just, because I guess there's, there really isn't a difference between evolving because evolving also comes as an interaction with something so, that's happened. Are you, yeah. that, are you saying that on one end, yeah, you, are you, are you, have you become somebody who is just acting in response to what's been, or to what, you, what you've been through? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or are you somebody who is a new person in a new way because of what you've been through? Yeah, been through? exactly, exactly. So exactly. what's the difference there? I think one... So, so yeah. it, and I think that that response bit means that your old self is still there, but you're just mm. responding to, to the... To, to the, similar yeah, threats. Or to, similar, to sim, threats. similar threats or like... Or, think, or part two is that your old self is gone and this is just a new year. Um, hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it's still transitionary, so it's not like I figured it so, out. But so, yeah. so in other words, for the, for the one bit, are you wearing a mask? Currently, hmm. in f- as a response, hmm. right? Or have you got a new face? Face, yeah. As in, as a, as a new whole you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And obviously, the the good one, the the good one in a way, I feel will be obviously the former, which is, I'm sorry, the latter, which is like a new face in that sense. But sometimes I always try to like I always try to think about it that okay, like this person that I am now, this perspective that I have. Um, is it because am I choosing to say this is who I am in certain spaces because of what has happened? Like, am I, because a, a typical example where I think sometimes it was a mask or it was just a adverse response to something was, so someone was asking me, I was trying to tell someone about this, this list I always talk about, like, you know, physical, um, of what I want in a woman and things mm, like mm, that. Mm. The, 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 phys- the physical one is, you know, for jokes and bands and things like that. But I now, I was, I was focusing on this non-physical list that I had. And I shared it with a friend that knew me. And the question she asked was, this just sounds like everything the other person wasn't. So, like, Damn. is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, first thing, it's good to have friends yeah, that know you. No, That doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't bad, mean it's a bad thing. Yes, yeah. but, but it's like, you know, why are you seeking Is it a this? conscious... Is it a yeah. conscious, exactly, because... And because when, when she asked, I was like, when I was writing it... Because the funny thing is, when I was writing it, I was writing it reflecting on what I saw in the previous relationship that I didn't want anymore. So that's how I wrote the list. But as time went on, I started seeing that list as something that I put more thought into. So it's like, you get So it's like the reason for the purpose for which the list was created, I sort of like buried that and forgot that this is how it was created. Yeah, and I started, yeah. I started treating the list as, oh, I've sat down and really processed about what I really want. And so by default, that was the heuristics I was always going to use, right? Or I just, like if I meet someone new, I just think about that list, forgetting that, oh shit, this list was actually, you know, something else. And it took somebody else, me showing it to somebody else and the person being like, bro, like, mm, <laughs> mm. check yourself, right? Um, and so that then led me to question a lot more things, which leads to this like transitionary thing that I'm saying. I think why it's, why is, why is hard for you and for anybody listening as well, who might be in the same position, is one thing that I live by is the idea of, again, this is part of my research, actually. Hmm. Learning as, as a concept, right? Sorry, two things. 
identity. Yeah. Right. Identity is never just who you think you are. It is also who you manifest yourself to be in society. Mm. Right. So I can say, oh yeah, I'm Wally. I'm a dark-skinned, slim, athletic, fit human being. Right. That's mm-hmm. what I think I am. Yeah. But then I go to work, I go to gym, I go to whatever. But as I'm as I'm as I'm participating in the world, my identity is also how I enact myself mm. in the world. Mm. Right? Now here's where I'm going with this. So when you say, you know, you have this list today, response to who you were with yesterday. Why I challenge mm. that for anybody listening, I challenge this is when you are at crossroads right of anything a certain point where you have to practice what we call at least we as theorists in social science is simplicity right where you balance complex thoughts with simple actions mm. right and what that means is there's a point you get to right so let's say you are on 1.0 on a graph right again i'm going to try and make this make sense hopefully it makes sense but let's say you're 1.0 on a graph right and your former self, right, is on 0.0. Mm. Right? You move forward in time, right? Mm. And when you were at 0.0, you were aiming at, let's say, on your graph, let's say A2 or A, sorry, A1, mm. A0. Let's do A0, so yeah. 0.0. You're aiming at A0, right? And then even as A0, but A0 doesn't work out, right? But you're still moving down that line. You mm. then get to 1.0. At 1.0, let's say you're now aiming at, a1 this time, right? Mm. What you're aiming at A1, the fact that you move from 0 to 1.0 in mm. time, you're, you're not the same person mm. who was at 0.0. Mm. You've changed. Whether it's by experience, whether you know more, whether you've suffered, whether you've gone through grief, whether you've, you've earned billion dollars, whatever, you've changed. Mm. Right? And because you've changed, what you aimed at at A0, right? It, it should not reflect what you should aim at at 1, 0. Mm. Sorry, what you aimed at at 0, 0, at A0, yeah. should, not, should, not, should not reflect what you're aiming at as 1, 0, at A1. Mm. Yeah. Because you've also moved. On so that line point. on top, right, cannot be the same measure because what you're seeing today is not the same lens at which you were. Mm that time because you've also you've also become a human, human a new person yeah so as you're learning in life like you're be, learn, learning is also part of it's like becoming a new self mm. every day mm. right so here's my theory and that's why I always say the best way is to often I won't use the word experiment because it's negative tone to it mm-hmm. but you want to discount so like you want to learn by minimizing the errors but using the errors as cues as my understanding is getting better so it's like mm. I always go from negative so I'm removing what I want to know that is not working for me I, I don't want to learn what works for me mm. I want to move yeah. what doesn't work for me yeah. because Cause yeah. for me that's, that's the same thing as mm. moving what works for me but at the same time it's easier to spot what doesn't work for you mm. right yeah and you can only know that until you engage openly with different people, regardless of it, of it, like a criteria, fixed criteria. Mm. Yeah. 
I see. I see that, and, right? And the, and the key part is that you've just, you've changed as a person from time, hmm. from that 0, 0 to 1.0. And that change, you can't, you, can't, you can't even document it because you don't, you don't always, yes, you can be self-aware as we've done today. We've said everything we've, we've, about our past, but hmm. you can't document the experiences that have shaped you to think the way you're thinking right now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You'd only always abstract to a level that feels good in hindsight that feels familiar familiar in hindsight but it might not be the real reality like it's almost like some of you our might not. you know it's, it's how you think about oh you rec- you recall a memory in a kind of way but it's how your brain has just decided to process it but when you now watch an actual video for you yeah, yeah. when you watch an actual video like, this, not, this is not what, <laughs> this I saw. Is not what i saw exactly yeah um fun fun fact here yeah, there's actually we said that shows that people are much more wrong the more the more traumatic the event the more wrong they are about how they remember it, how, how they remember the events. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think we talked and, and we talked about it. Really it was done, I think, in nine one one case study. Case, I think, yeah, about. I think you, you you talked about it. Um, you know where they could not remember certain colors or certain things um properly or yeah. I do I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, if I have yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there's that's 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 episode ten of of season six. <laughs> Let's just close it right there. Um, it's been it's been a fun season, guys. Um, People, um, I want to say I love you all very much. Me and, too. And I want to say thank you. I think on behalf of Toby and myself, thank you very much. Mm. Um, taking this, I remember when we started episode one, we we're like, oh, the yellow pill. <laughs> How's it going to go down? You know, but I think we're happy with how it's gone down. Yeah. Um, we hope you found it a good season season six um so many guests we've brought in this season that's exciting some familiar some new unfamiliar mm. we, hope, we hope it's been insightful challenging difficult illuminating fun all of those all words. the <laughs> all the words that we need to get to the center yeah. that involve difficulty and 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 ease at the same time mm. um what else yes also we're going to leave a link in the bio mm. that contains a small survey just tell us about our podcast get some feedback i i i love criticism a lot so i would like everyone everyone who's listening who cares to give us some criticism to help us become better and help me to become better at this mm. also we also want to talk about things that you guys may also want to hear about so we'll put some ideas in the in the uh form for you guys to drop my ideas of topics mm. that you, you want to talk about. Um, also, tell us about your favorite topics episodes this season as well. Let's know yeah. what you guys vibe with, innit? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, just because I think sometimes when we ask people to, like, you know, give us ideas of, or when, when, at least for me personally, when I get a prompt to give ideas, I always feel a bit lost because I'm like, oh, but I don't know. Like I need some boundaries in that. Uh, so if for those that are like me, that need boundaries when they're thinking about ideas, I think on the podcast, what we try to do is pick topics that, that necessarily don't sound like we're coming to teach you how to do something, but you're still learning in that process, right? So it's either splits between a very personal, either you're learning from a personal experience, like, you know, either talking about grief or surviving violent crimes or we're talking about something in society that we're a part of and we experience on a daily, right? It's like unwanted men, like friendships and things like that. So that just, that's kind of like how we tend to think about topics. But to be honest, sometimes we just go 
haywire. And also, and you just, can go wild yeah. as well. You exactly, wild. just go wild, go wild. Bro. You can go wild. <laughs> We're also going to leave a space if you if you want to become a if if you want. I think let's do this as well. If you want to join the show, become a guest. If you have anybody you think we should reach out to to talk to, invite. Mm. Also, let us mm. know as well. Put their social media links. We can reach out to them. That's easy peasy to try and do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to encourage. Uh, you know, all of us participate in these um, conversations as much as possible. Yeah. And we know, obviously, holiday season is coming up. Um, <laughs> you know, life is weird now with COVID, <laughs> with economy, mm. with everything going on. Um, I know some of you are dealing with some difficult things. Some of you are dealing with some difficult things from today, from yesterday. Some of you are hoping for some breakthrough soon. Mm. Whether it's financial, job-like, whether it's relationship, whatever it is. Mm. Um, I'm just praying that you guys get it. Amen. Um, December is coming soon. I hope you all get the wishes that you want. Mm, mm. Uh, it's been a long year, <laughs> two years. Yeah. I can't tell you guys how much, you know, I know people say, oh, if you survive COVID, <laughs> you're a star. I think, I, I, think, I think that's the wrong message. I think the message is we're all strong and brave for dealing with a world of uncertainty mm. at, a, at a ridiculous level. Mm. Mm. That, we, that we can't plan or think about the future properly because we can't be sure what's going to happen mm. in the next few months. Mm. And I think that's where you should take some courage and joy and pride in yourself for making it through the last mm. one year. Mm. You know, and of course, your health is what's important as well as I would advocate. Mm. So set a goal for next year. I don't know what I'm going on this rant. This rant, I mean, it's fine. We're not going to have yeah, any intro on this outro. Yeah, this, um, this, is, this is our outro. Set a, set a goal for this for next year. Yeah. And just a short term goal, four weeks, five weeks. Put, put your body or your mind through something rigorously mm. that will make you uncomfortable. Mm. And just see, just see, just see, just test how that come out of it in four weeks, five weeks time. Mm. Just, just to test your body, just to see what you can do your mind and your body and just set that target yourself mm. and maybe that could be some of the small wins that we need in this in such times of uncertainty and craziness yeah you know absolutely absolutely so, but again as I just said I hope you all have a good 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 amazing December um, please stay safe you know because in the midst of joyous occasions sometimes tra- tragedy happens as well so be on a watchful eye, you know, whether you're partying, wherever, but things happen, you know, in these such periods as well. So I think stay safe and everything. Spread that message as well. Stay safe yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, and again, thank you guys again for this season. I'll let Toby take over now. <laughs> but just from me, from me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, all the every, all the comments on the Instagram that we get, you know, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I don't talk much outside of this <laughs> podcast, but um, I really, really appreciate everything. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and what I was just going to say to to wrap up as well is, um, you know, the conversations that we have here, I, I don't think we intend for them to end here. Um, so you know, we hope that this inspires you within your circles as well to just be more deliberate about, you know, the things you talk about them, how you talk about them. Well, and I like to argue about how, you know. There's some people that, you know, after a very long ass day dealing with the world, nobody wants to listen to like anything. <laughs> Everybody just wants to chill. Um, but I think there's still some value in 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 having conversations and engaging in conversations like this because at the end of the day, that's really what takes you through. The, 
there are certain seasons where you know banter doesn't just work, right? Um, and I think the more the more we own that fact, you know, the easier it is to really build proper relationships, friendships, and all of these things. And I think that's just what we try to do with the podcast overall. But as Wally said, it's the season to be jolly. Um, you know, everybody. I know not everybody can travel home to see friends and family and things like that. But you know, the things that are close to you, um, you know, celebrate them. Um, and and I, and I appreciate them, right? Because on the thing of setting goals and small wins. Um, I think we discount a lot the power of just you know small wins here and there. Um, you know, people talk about. I was watching a video about microaggressions and how obviously on the surface it doesn't mean anything, but over time it wears you down. You know, when someone says something to you over and over again. But that's almost like a, a earth principle where you know there are very small things that can become very big or make very yeah. big impacts. So um, take that to your advantage. And anyways. Season six, yep. episode ten, the yellow pill. Even though we end here, obviously we're mm. gonna have off-season episodes as always. Yeah. Um, off-season stuff coming through, so your Mondays will still be filled with, with something. Thinking, thinking <laughs> with notifications. Yeah, yeah, with the off-season of our off-season content. Yeah, yeah. And off-season, we're trying trying something new as well. Um, new again? It mix, it, it mix, it mix and match. Ah, okay. Mix and okay. match. Yeah, I've got some ideas that I, I want to try out. Alright, anyways. That's but we're back officially, officially in, in the new year, 2022. Yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy if you think about it. But honestly, yep. the older and we get the during the, the break yeah? we'll be posting a lot more about our lives. So the easy break to post about our lives on socials. So stay in touch on our socials. Mm. Instagram and Twitter will post a lot more about what we're up to um, yeah. outside yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's alright. I mean, I mean, we'll be going on and on if we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, all the best uh, but anyways we can probably go on and on with goodbyes but anyways guys it's been lovely it's been fantastic we're not too far away from you guys see you peace out have a lovely Christmas and a very happy new year even though we're going to see you next week bye hey there everybody thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast if you liked our show please support us by giving us a 5 star rating and review and also be sure to share with your friends, siblings, colleagues, and anyone you think might enjoy the episode. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram to stay in touch with us during the week. That's at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram. Once again, thank you for taking the Yellow Pill with us today. I'm your co-host Wally and right next to me is Toby and we wish you the very best in the coming week. Till next time, peace and love people. Peace and love.